Hello and welcome to the Social Media Chef. On today's show, we are going to be talking about Twitter. How exciting. I know it's exciting. Now you're here to listen to it. We have three awesome segments where we're going to be talking about some pretty cool Twitter management tools. Then in the second segment, we're going to go through how to follow, who to follow, how to clean up your followers, and all that follower stuff. And then we're going to round out the show with a killer tweet beat recipe. So we can have a tweet beat salad that's going to work for any of the picnics that you're going to have this summer, or what's left of summer. So um, make sure to join us after the break. If you have any questions or comments throughout the show, make sure to tweet me at Crisco Media or tweet the show, tweet the producers rather, at this social chef. Okay, we're going to be right back after this quick break, and we're going to get talking about the latest and greatest when it comes to Twitter management tools. All right, see you in a minute. honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on 1-866-926-2636 or a free, no-obligation Thank you for joining us on the other side of this break. You are listening to me, Chris Tompkins. I am the social media chef. For all of you guys who are just listening to the show for the first time, I want you to really go and check out our website. You can find it online at www.socialmediachefonline.com. And why do you need to go there? You need to go there because it's all of the latest and greatest in terms of news, recipes, uh, downloads, videos, you can get archived episodes of the show. You can sign up for a newsletter. There's a million things that you need to do. So just check that out. There's lots of great information there. Also, if you hear anything that's going on during the show, all of these tips, recipes, and more are going to be up on the website um, after the show. So go check it out. And uh, Also, if you want to get in touch with us, um, there's a contact section of the website, or you can just shoot us an email at info at servedfreshmedia.com, and that's info at S-E-R-V-E-D-F-R-E-S-H-M-E-D-I-A dot com. All right, now, we're talking about Twitter today, as I told you before, and, you know, Twitter is one of those subjects that's crazy, because a lot of people um, think that they know uh, uh, enough about Twitter, but really don't. And then there's others that just don't really grasp the concept. 
Does that make people slow? Does that make people stupid? Absolutely not. If you are not comfortable with Twitter, you are one of millions out there that aren't. Now, let's find ways to get you comfortable. Now, I know, as well as many of you know, that there's a lot of value in Twitter marketing, and it's a really great way of engaging with an audience, getting some brand visibility, building credibility within your market, blah, blah, blah. But when you log on to Twitter.com, what do you do? It, it, you know, it, there's, it's very, very limited in terms of what you can what you can and can't do. So what I want to do today is I want to show you two different things. I want to talk about right now, I want to tell you about two management tools that are really going to help you out. And then in our next segment, I want to go into how to find the right people to follow and how to see who's following you. So let's get, really, let's get cracking on the management now, okay? So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was TweetDeck. TweetDeck.com is where you can find this. This is a Twitter management platform that is available for Macs, PCs, iPhones, and Androids. Now, why do I like TweetDeck? Well, TweetDeck is my favorite for Twitter. I like having that because you can you can really go in and you can monitor many things at the same time. What TweetDeck offers is a platform where you can view many windows side by side that are um, that where you can look at different trends, you can track your competition, you can look at what your friends are saying, you can look at your direct messages, you can look at your replies, you can look at your friend feed. There's a million things that you can do. So what it does is it enables you to look at Twitter in a whole different way. It helps you search. It helps you penetrate. These are all things that are wonderful. Now, TweetDeck you can use for a lot of other social sites as well, but Personally, I like to use it only for Twitter. Why? Because I like to have one application that's my go-to application that I open every day to work on one site. Now, we handle lots of clients at GoMedia, my um, my marketing firm, and you know I think TweetDeck's killer because me and my team can work on it and we can collaborate on uh, Twitter accounts and you know follow lots of different things and follow hashtags and share links and and also there's a there's wonderful link shortening service in it as well um it's really really easy to use again go to tweetdeck.com i don't need to read the help guide to you or the user guide you can check it out yourself it's really easy to use and i love the black i mean it's it, it's great go for it check it out now the other one i want you to check check out is hootsuite hootsuite's something i use more for um, many platform management because it can handle um, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Ping, Foursquare, um, and I think another site that I'm forgetting at the moment. But if you're using it for Twitter, it's it's good as well. And what I like about this platform is that you can actually um, add team members to a project and you can manage it. It's just a different way of managing. You know, um, you can see what everyone's doing. Now, if you're just a solopreneur or you're just you're just one marketing person that's handling the brand. Obviously, a Hootsuite is good, but it's not necessarily as needed as um, it would be within a team. You know, we have 12 people that we're working that are working on campaigns at any given moment. So if I want to go in and, as a manager, check on the progress of what's happening and what's being said, I can do that very easily through Hootsuite. Uh, you can do it to an extent through TweetDeck, but it's a little bit more limiting. My my thought is this. This is what I said. Actually, I gave a speech in D.C. the other week. It's, and this, is, this is what I said off the top of my head, which is just so ridiculous. Um, and people tweeted it, which I thought was funny. Um, Hootsuite's my wife and TweetDeck's my mistress. Now, I say that because I leave Hootsuite, and when I'm dealing with Twitter, I go to TweetDeck. 
Um, this is a personal choice that I've made. Now, if you want to do everything on one or the other, that's totally fine. They both have wonderful things to offer. The one thing that I like a little bit more about Hootsuite in terms of total management is that you're able to get in there. And number one, very easy to use. You're not going to be banging your head against the wall. This is easy to use. You can figure it out quickly. What I like about Hootsuite is that you're able to get reports. Now, I love reporting, especially if you need to get back to a client or even on your own. I, I like to have reports and to see my progress on what's happening online with me. So Hootsuite has these wonderful reports that you can get that they email directly to your inbox. Oh, I love it. They do all the work for you, and they can monitor whatever site. They, you can build the report however you want. You can personalize it. Now, when I talk about management, even though I'm managing many people's accounts, I also manage my own. And for my own brand, I like to have a report on what the hell is going on. And, you know, this Hootsuite um, reporting is wonderful for that. Unfortunately, folks, that is going to be a little bit of money per month. But when we're talking a little bit, we're talking pocket change. We're talking under 50 bucks. I think it's 25 or something. So it's not breaking the bank. But to have all that done automatically for you, it would take a lot of people to do that, you know, to generate those reports. So it's great that they do that for you. So those are my two sites that I really enjoy. I really like TweetDeck and I really like Hootsuite, both for different reasons. I think different strokes for different folks. Um, do what you want. Hootsuite.com, TweetDeck.com, try them out. And tweet me. Tell me what you liked. Um, tweet me at Crisco Media or at Social Chef. Tell me what you liked. Um, I'd be interested to know which one worked out better for you. All right. Next, we are going to do a quick break, and then we're going to get back, and we're going to talk about how to find the right followers uh, to really make your network pop, because all of us have wonderful followers, but are they really that wonderful? <laughs> well, join us after the break, and we're going to talk about a couple great sites for you to try out. Okay, if you're like me, you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So, you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Thanks so much for joining us after the break. Um, so obviously we have seen or heard rather 
all about the wonderful world of TweetDeck and Hootsuite. So what's up next? Uh, well, you know, I always say that the first step to really getting your Twitter campaign to really kick butt is to get your management system in place. You know, management is not only about finding the right site. You know, you really need to get in there and get your message straight, get your marketing schedule straight, find out how you're going to cross-market, find your positioning, and really get close and hug your brand. Now, once all of this stuff is done, that's all part of the Twitter 101, for example. I mean, the the, the idea of Twitter 101. You know, we want to understand the base level of everything. So now that we have the base level and we're starting to do tweets, we're starting to have outreach, we're starting to follow and be followed, uh, you know, there's some things that we need to do to manage that. Now, uh, social media marketing is about people and engagement and conversations and all of that good stuff that comes out of being social. So, who are you dealing with? Now, this is what I want to talk about in this segment, how to find the right people and see who's the, who's following you and who you're dealing with now. This is a big part of Twitter. Obviously, the content of your tweets is, I mean, really important, you know. But once you get past that, you need to understand who you're talking to and who you're communicating with. For example, if you get an email marketing campaign going out and you're sending it out to a bunch of people that don't read their emails, then you are wasting your time. So the same goes holds true with um, Twitter, as well as the other platforms, but we're talking about Twitter now. So here's two platforms that I really enjoy. Um, Friend or follow and manage flitter. Manage flitter is F L I T T E R. Manage F L I T T E R. Both of them are dot coms. So friend or follow dot com or manage flitter dot com. Both of these allow you to put into your uh, access the accounts through um, your own Twitter account. So you go to the website, pop in your Twitter details. They'll access your account and they'll do an analysis of it that's free and very fast and will let you know who's following you and who's not. Friend or follow does that really wonderfully as does Manage Flitter. Manage Flitter is a little bit more robust, but I want to talk about that in a second, not right now. Friend or follow, why? Why, why, why do you need this? Okay, if you are if you're engaging with people, um, so you're following people, and you think, ah, they're all following me back, and then you see your following numbers go up, and you're like, oh, those people followed me, wonderful. Well, here's the deal. There's a lot of people that are outliers that are at making your numbers go up and down that you might think is somebody else. So if I follow Mr. X and I really want to engage with Mr. X and then I see I go up one in terms of someone else, someone new is following me, I'm like, ooh, it must be Mr. X. Nine times out of ten, it's not. So you need to see exactly what your ratio is and exactly who's not following you. For example, it might be one of those you know influential people that you want to reach out to. So, peeps. You gotta check this out. You have to see who's following you. It's you need to see who's in your network. I'm telling you, if you have ten thousand, you'd be surprised at how many people are not really adding that much value. You want the added value people. Now, that's where Manage Flitter comes in. Manage Flitter has a couple other things that you can check out, such as how often people tweet um, when the last tweet was, if they have av- avatars, meaning pictures or job uh, job descriptions, what am I talking about? Descriptions of who they are. And I have a three-strike system. If you haven't tweeted for over a year, you have no picture and no description, you're unfollowed. So all of us follow people, and by accident, we'll get a couple um, rotten uh, apples in the bunch that aren't really adding anything to it. 
this is where this site comes in. Now, remember what I'm going to say right now. Do not mass unfollow and mass follow people all the time. The reason you don't want to do that is because you don't know who that you're getting, and you're getting a lot of garbage, and then you get rid of a bunch of people before they even get a chance to interact with you. Not everyone's on your schedule. So, you know, think about that before you go crazy with the following and unfollowing. But both of those sites, um, Friend or Follow and Manage Flitter, are great for finding out who's out there. Now, why don't we talk about something that I like to do is follow people that are actually valuable and also see who their friends are and who's in their list. There's two sites for this. There's Twello, which is T-W-E-L-L-O.com, and Listorious.com, which is L-I-S-T-O-R-I-O-U-S.com. Both of these sites, again, free services. Twello has a really great structure so that you can kind of check out um, the different categories, and it's pretty, and it's easy to use. So if you're new to this game, that's a good site to use because it's very straightforward. Listorious is more on the basic side, but... What it has, the information it has is wonderful. You can see people's, you can search by list, you can search by topic, you can search by hair color, I don't know. You can really, really dive deep into the list. And for a, a nerd, a marketing nerd like me, that's exciting because I know the nerdier I get, the more time I, <laughs> I save. And time is money, right? I mean, we're all, we're all very busy. So I really say go for those two sites. They're really, really good in terms of finding good quality people. Now, I think that there's another thing to be said to kind of round out this topic. Obviously, it's really valuable to see who's in your network, who's tweeting you, who you're tweeting back, who's listening, who's not listening. But, for example, there's people out there, this is just a sidebar, there's people out there that um, follow, have um, 25,000 followers and send out three tweets. Those people are talkers. They're not listeners. So they're not going to add that much value to your network unless you want to hear what, they're, what they have to say. But you want people that are going to engage. The other one I want to say is that if they have, they're following 100,000 people and they're tweeting three times or whatever, that's not a person that's very prolific. But the final thing <laughs> I want to say is it is not all about having 65 gajillion followers. Get this straight. Twitter is about quality, not quantity. I know people that have Twitter accounts that are vibrant and 500 members that are much more vibrant than people that have 10,000 um, and 10,000 followers and no one's talking. So it's all about the interaction. It's all about the amount of um, back and forth. So think about that whenever you're dealing with Twitter. Uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a qualitative, not a quantitative study. Now, that's all wonderful information. I hope those work for you. Let me know. Again, um, tweet me at Crisco Media or at The Social Chef and tell us what, what worked for you. Um, we're going to take a really quick break right now. I'm getting the high sign from the producer. We need to go. Um, when we get back on the other side of this break, we're going to be talking about my tweet beat salad that is absolutely wonderful. All right? Join me right after the break on The Social Media Chef. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The Riverfund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment 
and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny.org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to online at riverfund-ny.org. Social Media Chef. This is Chris Tompkins, the Social Media Chef. If you uh, have any questions or suggestions for upcoming shows, I would love to hear from you, and so would my producers. So email us at info at servedfreshmedia.com. That's S-E-R-V-E-D, freshmedia.com. Or you can tweet your ideas at Crisco Media or at The Social Chef on Twitter. Or visit us online at www.socialmediachefonline.com. That's actually a really good site for you to check out um, if you want to. If you want some more marketing ideas or tactics, strategies, um, or you are just looking for some killer recipes, I have everything that we've talked about on previous shows up there, as well as eBooks and videos and all that kind of good stuff. So you should definitely just stop by and check it out. And we add new content all the time, so always remember to jump back on and see what's up. Well. What I want to talk about in this segment, which is my favorite segment, by the way, this is the cooking segment. Um, <laughs> the social media chef has to have some uh, chefing, right? <laughs> or it's not, doesn't really live up to its title. Uh, today's recipe is a, has an ingredient that's kind of a weird one for people. Uh, you know, it's my tweet beet salad. The beets are something that people run away from or really hard, wholeheartedly embrace. <laughs> I've actually had a dinner party where a good friend of mine thought um, for years never tried beets because he was confusing them with um, cranberry sauce, canned cranberry sauce. <laughs> Don't ask. It was hilarious, though. We we still haven't let him go. We've been posting uh, the cranberries videos to his wall and, and Facebook and just really not letting it go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, beets are something that I didn't come too late until late in life. I was never a big fan. Um, but once I tried them out, and once I tried cooking them, oh, it's a whole different world. You know, when you're dealing with um, the salad bar type or the kind in the can, it's, you know, eh, kind of weird, I think. <laughs> I like fresh beets. Uh, I'm not real big. I can do canned vegetables, but um, with beets, once you discover the taste of a freshly cooked beet, it's absolutely amazing. So with this one, it, the, the shopping list is pretty simple. What I always say in these ones is to make sure that you go to a farmer's market instead of a grocery store for the ingredients because the uh, everything that you need in terms of um, the veg vegetables are going to be easier to come by and at a very inexpensive cost, and nine times out of ten, they're better. And remember, if they're ugly or dirty, that doesn't mean that they're not good. 
Vegetables and fruit are not made to look perfect, like a cartoon. They can look a little weird, and they're still delicious. Actually, the weirder they look, the better they are in some cases. <laughs> so what you want to do when you go to the grocery store is pick up this stuff. You want to pick up a pound of beets. You want to pick up um, one of those, um, it's about a half a cup of uh, sliced almonds. You can get them in the bakery aisle um, that you can use for baking. Those little packets will be enough. Um, you need some sugar on hand to mix in for the for um, mix into the mix. You need a half a cup of extra virgin olive oil. Um, I have one small fennel bulb. You'll need that much. Uh, you need like three cups of arugula and two ounces of blue cheese. Then for the vinaigrette dressing we're going to be making, you need some red wine vinegar, Dijon mustard, and some salt to taste. So the first thing you want to do is you want to deal with these beets. What I do is I, I always rinse them just a little bit, um, especially if they're the large ones. Um, what we're going for is if they are just regular size beets that you see in, in uh, Mr. McGregor's garden, you just want to clean them up a little bit and pop them in the, um, the tinfoil uh, tin pouch. If they are larger, what I do is if they're bigger than my fist, or fist size, I will cut them in quarters just because it'll be easier and faster to cook them. You want to wrap them. You want to get a little bit of olive oil um, and put it on a piece of foil. Put the beets down and cover it and then tightly wrap it around so you're almost creating like a little parcel. And then pop it in a 425 degree oven for anywhere from eh, 45 minutes to an hour. If they're big, they're probably going to take closer to an hour, but if they're tiny little itty-bitty ones, they're probably going to take closer to 45 minutes, maybe even 40. So get those done. When you're done with them, take them out and let them cool. And then once they're cool, you'll be able to take the skins off a little bit easily. Again, remember that these are beads, and they're going to stain like heck everywhere you go. So you really want to be careful. Um, some people put gloves on. I just rough it. I, I like getting the juice everywhere. I'm weird. But... Um, just be careful because they will stain the heck out of anything. Then um, if, you, if the skin is still too hard to get off, you can always use a vegetable peeler if you feel more comfortable with that. And you want to cut those into poker chip size slices. So if they're bigger, they're smaller, whatever, that's kind of, the, that's kind of your guideline. And you want them as thick, or, as thick as poker chips as well. Then what you want to do is grab, grab those almonds and throw them into um, a frying pan with just a little bit of oil, little, 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 little dibble-dabble, and then um, heat that up until they're like a golden brown. And keep stirring them. You know, you want to get them coated, coated very evenly in terms of color and roasting. Then take them off, and then what you want to do is you want to um, let those cool and work on the vinaigrette. Now, I usually go for about a, a quarter cup red wine vinegar, um, a quarter, eh, half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of Dijon mustard and some salt to taste. Again, you can adjust this to however you like. Um, I think everyone has different tastes when it comes to salad dressing. Some people like it tartar. Some people like to add instead of Dijon mustard. Some people just like the olive, um, olive oil and red vinegar. It's totally up to you. So get that all mixed. I usually, when I'm dealing with um, Dijon mustard, I like to whisk because I like to emulsify, emulsify and I find it works better that way. So that's another tip. Use it if you like. Um, then all you got to do is put the greens down, um, put the beets down, and then I, what I do with the um, fennel is I use the white part, not the um, not the fronds, and I, I use a bit of the green, but not too much. I use the bulb mostly, and cut them into match matchstick slices, um, and kind of do, like spread them out over top of the beets. Uh, then get the uh, the dressing and almonds and put that over top. 
Now, here's where it gets different. Some people like to mix everything by hand, like I do, so everything's thoroughly coated. Some people like to just toss it with the beets. So, completely up to you. Then, put it on a dish, top with a goat's cheese, and there you go. So, that's my tweet beet salad recipe, which shouldn't take you any longer than an hour and some change to put together. Um, so, hopefully, try that out. Let me know if you liked it. Tweet me at Crisco Media or at The Social Chef, and uh, tell me if you tried the recipe out, if you liked it. We're going to be back. I have another break to do, our final break of the show. When we get back, I'm going to tell you all about what's going to go on next week on The Social Media Chef. Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. Um, I really enjoy doing the show, and one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show, it's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads, more free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. Thanks so much for joining us on The Social Media Chef today. Uh, I really had a great time talking to you about uh, Twitter and you know the Tweet Beat salad, which is absolutely delicious. So please make sure to tune into our next show. I have so many Twitter tips, actually, that I wanted to continue um, giving you some more in the next episode. So make sure to look out for that next week. And again, I really appreciate you joining in today's show. And find us online at socialmediachefonline.com. And until next week, all the best. 